Hello and welcome to the Produce Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Nickel, and I am delighted to be joined today by Kevin Climey, Senior Director of Produce and Floral at Fortino's. Now, you might remember from the last time that Kevin visited with us that Fortino's operates now 24 mm-hmm. locations in the greater Toronto Hamilton area. Fortino's is under the Loblaws umbrella, but functions as an independent. So all Fortino's stores are franchised and have individual owners. Now, last time Kevin came on the show, we really focused on produce, but Fortino's is actually pretty famous for floral. So with Valentine's Day fast approaching, of course, we had to bring Kevin back. So great to have you with us today. Thank you for joining and welcome back to the Produce Retail Podcast. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you for having me. And my uh, pleasure to be back on the uh, Produce Retail Podcast and talk a little bit about the the floral industry and specifically uh, Fortino's and how we, we play a role in our major Canadian market. Absolutely. But actually, sorry, uh, but before we really dig into floral, I just want to really say that um, my role when it comes to floral, it's made so easy because of the store network we have of floral managers. I, I must say they are the most passionate and most engaging people out in our business and, and creative. And, and, and I mean, we'll talk a little bit about that, but I mean, my role becomes so much easier because of them. Coupled with my office staff who are equally as uh, engaging and, and passionate about floral. So. Well, let me ask you this to, to sort of start the ball rolling. Where have you all found the people to lead your floral departments? <laughs> um, well, we've obviously we've been around a long, a long time. Yes. So we, have a, we do have a good pool to, to, to gain from there. But um, one of the things we do have for floral to help gain um, talent. So we do have uh, with with our franchise network, we do pay for uh, or reimburse for training. Right. So we we do partner with two. Uh, we, we partner with a major college in in, uh, in Hamilton, Ontario, which offers uh, seven seven different courses to get your floral um, designation for designer designation. Um, so as long as they they go to that, pass the course, um, they'll be f- fully reimbursed, and that that comes with other um, stipulations to it. But but that's one piece, and we also partner with um, a major Canadian um, design design course school for for Canada, right? And that's a that's basically a three three week straight course where you learn all about flowers, all about design work. And if you take that, again, they can get fully reimbursed. And that's a big um, a big bonus for us as a grocery store because a lot of um, independent florists or, or floral people, right, they they have their peaks and valleys throughout the year, right? So they'll have their holiday seasons. Yeah, sure, florals, floral shops will be booming. But then in the slow times, there's a lot of layoffs and there's not enough work, right? So we're, where we're busy year-round, we offer, you know, the full package of, of holidays and, and, and benefits and all that kind of thing along with a full-time job. So that's where we can get really competitive that way. And that way it's it's a bit easier for us to find people. Mm-hmm. That is fascinating. I I am first of all, I'm delighted to hear about that because we were just talking before you before we hit record here about um the the new state of the produce manager report and very heavily focused on training and career pathing and some of those things. So the kind of things that you guys are doing with floral, um to me, that seems like a, a wonderful template for what would be really helpful to have more for the produce industry. Is that crazy? Well, there, there I mean, it's a little bit uh, different aspect, but no, it's not. It's not as crazy to think of something like that, right? You know, and another, another, uh, to stay on floral, like another <laughs> thing that that works out is if there's other people in other departments in the store. Um, just through whenever, you know, years of experience and, you know, you, you've, you've been in the deli department since you started, so you've always been in the deli department. But if you're really passionate about floral, um, you, you could already be in that store, take the courses and move over to the floral department and, and 
essentially change careers, even though you're still within the same store. Mm -hmm. So that's another uh, bonus of the floral department. Very neat. Now, how long have those, those floral programs been set up for you guys? Um, For, for those they're they're actually fairly new. So I'd say probably, uh, yeah, last about three years we, we, we got, um, we got in connection with the two groups and really started to push that. And then we also have the, the franchisee network at each store, um, you know, posted in the lunchroom and, and, uh, you know, talks about it if they, if they need anyone in, in the floral departments. Mm-hmm. Very neat. So what, what was the, the spark that sort of started that collaboration yeah. with, with the, the universities, the colleges there? Well, the, the spark, I guess, would have been um, our floral departments are, are very busy. Um, and, and to your point, we need, we need people who actually know floral. Right. Um, who, who understand, you know, the, the, the color mixes and, and the breaks and what you can do in design work. Um, so so you can't just take anybody off the street and, and put them in a floral spot. Right. So so that's really where it came about um, during COVID. Obviously, um, our floral departments really took off and we haven't we haven't really came back down. We're still flying high, so to say. Right. Um, so with that increased business, uh, we needed people. And that was one method we used to to attract good people. Right. Or or take a good person and, and help them learn about floral so they can they can change over to their career. Right. Very neat. And what kind of a what would you say the role is of floral for the, the overall store for you guys? The overall store, I mean, for for us, it's a pretty big um, it plays a pretty big role for us because it's, it's a big point of differentiation from our from our competition. Right. Um, and obviously, it also helps with the one stop shop for the customer. Uh, you know, it can brighten, it can brighten any customer's day just by seeing. Right. Um, so that's, that's like the biggest part of it, but it's, it's also, it, it also plays the role of, uh, it's a store within a store. Cause it's not just a produce de- or it's not a floral department within a produce department. Like we see, you know, in most, in most retailers out there, it's, it's a total separate entity. It's almost built like a, a, a florist within a grocery store. Right. So, I mean, to, to that point, cause we, we, most of our most of our floral departments are anywhere between 15, 1,500 and twenty five hundred square feet. So those are pretty big floral departments, um, and, and that 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 square footage, you know, in, in includes um, a fresh walk in cooler where you see bouquets like like you see behind me in the picture. Uh, you have a prep area where where the the floral designers and the floral people make make all the bouquets or make the arrangements. Uh, we all have a cash register, so every single floral department has their own cash register. Uh, they have a storage cooler, obviously, and then the main selling area. So, so there is quite a bit of um, space to our floral departments. Very neat. And where are they typically located within the store? And the reason I ask is because a, a lot of the stores I go into, they've got them right at the front, like where you sort of walk past them when you come in, but then they're they're behind the cash registers on the way out, which I'm like, I, I would have impulse bought that, but now I'm already passed. So I'm just curious about placement for that reason of my own experience. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's, we're, we're kind of similar to that. So we are okay. behind the checkouts in, in, in most cases. However, the, like I talked about last time when I was on the podcast, we, we have the, uh, the, the Panay Fresco eating area, right? So, so we have a whole sit down area in every single one of our stores that probably has anywhere from, depending on store, you know, 40 to 60 tables to sit at. So it's right in between that area, right? So you can, it's um, easy access to get in and out from any of our entrances, right? So you'd almost, uh, you, you have to go by it and you couldn't miss it, basically. You couldn't miss it, right? Yeah. And, we, and like I said, we have the separate cash register there too as well. So even if in your, in your scenario, if you, um, if you just did your shopping and you're on your way out and you see something you like, we have a cash register right there. So you don't have to go back in line or anything like that. Mm-hmm. 
And that makes so much sense. Well, now you got me wondering, do, do my stores have a separate cash register? And I've just never seen it because I, you know, I walked by and I thought, oh, the other ones are back there. I'd have to turn around. So I'm going to go check now, Kevin. <laughs> oh, so when we talked about produce, one of the things that I thought was was fascinating in our conversation was your approach to new items. And I was yeah. curious, My, I know very little about floral compared to produce. Do you have the same approach with new items and floral? I see you shaking your head. <laughs> it's fascinating because they, they do, both departments marry each other in that kind of um, scenario, right? So new items, seasonal items, all that kind of stuff. It's, it's, it's all the same stuff, just obviously different, um, different animal, right? So we, we have our, you know, you have your year round regulars, like you have your roses, your orchids, your basic bouquets, succulents, you know, cactus, which is all your mainstream things that you have year round. Um, but then you have seasonal items where just like produce, you have to adjust the merchandising of your department, right? So, so it follows the exact same things, just different timelines and different items. So, um, I mean, some things that come to mind is like sunflowers, uh, tulips, right? They, they all have, they all have shortened seasons, right? Where you want to showcase, show them off, you know, people buy them and then, then you move on to the next thing, right? Or the next season, uh, you know, mums, peonies, and, and then you get into the holidays like Easter, where you have lilies and hydrangeas, Christmas with poinsettias. Um, you know, usually we bring in stephanotis at, at, at major holidays or uh, mimosa for International Women's Day. That's that's a, that's a big one for us, too. So there's a lot of the same type of um, things that, that you would see in produce as you, you do in floral. You know? <laughs> and I know... Floral, of course, traditionally is is so kind of holiday and, and occasion based, but I I gather from from the resources that you all put behind it that it's much more of a day to day business. W what drives kind of that that daily floral purchase? You know, at, at the scale that you guys have it. What drives it? I, I guess is the overall um, for us because I, like I said that our department is so big. You you can't help but, but look at it and go, wow, what's going on here? And you, you get attracted right to the, you gravitate towards the department. I mean, there's been many times when I've walked in and I've seen customers take, take out their phone and they're, you know, they're scanning all the, all the aisles, just to, I'm assuming they're keeping it on themselves or sharing it on Instagram or something, but that happens, that happens quite often. So the, and then, and then going back to the new items and the seasonal thing that always grabs the, the customer's attention too, right. To say, Hey, what's going on there today? Let, let me go take a look. Right. And, and then even going on to your to, to, to your question about the new items, right, there's there's always, um, you know, typical items that you can you can make new items like like orchids is a is a classic one. So, I mean, they've been around for forever. Everyone's got an orchid now. However, um, the growing process, uh, you can stage them and, and make different shapes out of them. Like we'll have we'll have um, heart shaped ones coming up for Valentine's. So they're, they're grown and manipulated to be to go in the, the form of a heart. Or you can you can have her, what we call hurricane orchids that go in a, in a crazy shape. So there's lots of different things you can do with even mainstream items. Or like I did this past year, you can even mix produce and floral together. So um, uh, dragon fruit plant, like it's an, it's an actual plant, it looks like a cactus, right? It can actually grow dragon fruit, but I'm, you might be there for a long time waiting for it to grow. But it looks pretty cool, right? So it was um, I was doing a produce ad for for dragon fruit, and I just happened to marry them together. So I said, "Yeah, why don't I put them in the same cell together? Give a little blurb about uh, dragon fruit plant, and then, and that's what I did." So sometimes you can even marry the two uh, up together. Right? Very neat. Well, and I remember last time I asked you about how do you stay on top of the trends in in produce. Is it the exact same thing for floral? Or are there different sources and different things you follow on the floral side? 
No, it's, it's pretty much the same thing. So a lot of um, a lot of social media, a lot of readings to see what's going on. Um, and then also I'm very, very lucky to have, um, we're all DSD purchases, so nothing is done through a warehouse. So, so I deal with about 20 different floral vendors overall. Wow. Uh, but I have, I have two main ones that really do about 80% of my business. And um, the one main company, they're, they're on top of all trends. So they'll be coming to me with anything new, anything coming to the market or anything that, um, you know, hey, hey, Kev, we just saw this out here. You know, I think you want to take advantage of this. So, so a lot of that will come into play too. So that's a big, um, a big bonus that, that that I have, and, and a great relationship with that vendor, which, which is uh, second to none, and it's it's very good to have that whole relationship piece, especially in the floral world, right? Well, because just my- like florals, floral, florals, florals dying, right? So we we, we want to get it in, and you want to move it. Right? It happens <laughs> to last a little bit longer in most cases than uh, than produce, but but it's the same type of thing. Absolutely. Well, and you touched on the the partnership there with the vendor that I think is is probably such a critical element, right? That they've they've got visibility into a part of the supply chain that they can tell you kind of what they're seeing on on the ground floor a little bit, right? Yeah, no, exactly. Um, because my, my one main vendor that I was talking about, he's actually in a show in uh, Baltimore today, and literally we we talked about uh, an hour ago about different stuff he was seeing at the show, and he was going to bring back and showcase it to me. So, so exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Very neat. And I'm curious too, what do you find? Because, and as we've talked about, you guys approach floral, I think in a totally different way than a lot of folks do really making it a focal point and, and develop, you know, um, devoting the, these super resources and, and training to it and getting real professionals in there. What do you find is sort of the range of, of purchases that you guys get from sort of the daily maybe affordable entry level type of offerings all the way up to the crazy i mean i know you guys do do events do weddings and funerals and things like that too yeah it's one of those things that always fascinates me in floral because obviously given the current environment where we're in right um obviously inflationary pressures uh you know money's tight people aren't spending but then sometimes when i look at at sales on a day-to-day basis i'll see like a a three three hundred dollar orchid go through the tills so uh, I mean, not that often, but it, but it does happen. So, so I think, okay, you know, people must really enjoy floral. It must give them that, that happy feeling. Right. So, so that's, that's one of the big, um, big things I see that <laughs> sure. We sell a fair amount of the small things, but, but a lot of the, a lot of the stuff that I would think of, you know, who's, who's got money to spend on that these days, they, they do. So, um, and then off, being able to offer that in, in, in quantity and quality is, is a, is a key aspect for us to keep us going. Mm-hmm. Well, and what does, maybe, maybe this is way, way too in-depth in of a question, Kevin, but what does sort of the the quality control, you know, aspect look like for floral? Is is that all done by by that same team you were talking about who's had the training and kind of gone through things and everything like that? At, at, at the store level, you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so from that aspect, um, uh, this will tie into your question, but it's, just like anything, you only get out of it what you put into it, right? So, yeah. so our typical floral departments will have a, a floral manager. Um, they'll have two full-time designers and then anywhere from three to six part-time people, right? So wow. in any given, any given department, you might have 10 to 12 employees for who are floral only, in which, in which case three are, are full-time, right? So just like, um, just like produce, you'd have, you'd have a call of the department, you take care of the different subsections of, of, the, of the department each day. You have your, your bouquet section, your, your cooler section, your potted plant section. So same same type of thing. You'd go around section to section, um, understand if they're needing water, if they're needing deadheading, whatever it may be. Um, and, and just like 
corners where sometimes we reuse some of our stuff in salad bar if it's not um you know if it's not bad same thing in in, in floral if uh you know a couple dozen roses you know some of them are are, are not good you, you can reuse it as as rose petals and bags but there's different ways or design work to whatever it may be so there's different ways to repurpose stuff as well right so it's a lot of the same a lot of the same stuff just in in, in floral that is fascinating. I had never thought about, like you said, repurpose, just like you do in produce with the fresh cut and things like that. What are some of the most popular, like repurpose-ish items on the floral side? Yeah, I guess I guess the for, for us, uh, uh, this would be different than most grocery stores because we have the design work where, where floral designers can make, you know, whatever type of creation they want. Um, so if you have just like regular bouquets, uh, obviously you might have three or four different kinds of flowers in the in that bouquet where you know, two are a little bit more sensitive than the others, and, and those two got to go, but the other two are still good, but obviously you can't sell that bouquet anymore, so now you use it in design work, and you, and you create something new out of it. <laughs> and I think that's where a lot of the people in the floral industry um, get their passion and their creativity from, right? because you got a whole lot of freedom to do you know, what, what's, what's cool and following the trends um, just, just really gives them the, the autonomy to, to make something really, really neat, and then the customer notices that, right? Wow. Well, and you mentioned trends. What are for, for for all the produce people out there who floral is just kind of, you know, plopped into their purview without a whole lot of education, perhaps? What are the the trends that folks should be should be thinking about and following in in the floral space? I think trend wise, um, recently, anyway, I'd say in the last two or three years, um, our, our market bunch program has really taken off. And what what market bunches are is um, for us anyway. We have anywhere from say thirteen to, to eighteen different types of flowers, but just in much smaller bunches, right? So so think of things like um, car- carnations and and um, spray roses, a whole, whole bunch of different things, right? So you can and usually it's one price, but it's one price point for them all, and a lot of people will have a, a multi price on them, right? So you can buy whatever three for three for thirty or something like that, right? And then you as the customer, you get to pick your bouquet, what you like in it, bring it over to our floral staff, and then they'll put it all together for you, right, for, for that one price oh. to make your, so you handpick that bouquet. So it really is your bouquet. So that's one of the trends that I say I've seen over the last two or three years that has really picked up. We, we've done it for a while, but it's, it's really picked up quite, quite a bit over the last two or three years. Right? Well, in that last bit that you mentioned where if it's the the multiple pricing, if I can pick the ones that I like, but then the florist will put it together for me <laughs> because I can't tell you, Kevin, how much I appreciate the skill that goes into that because I'll bring home a couple of them on my own and try to put them together. And I think, oh my gosh, I've cut these the wrong length. It just does not look anything like it does when the professional does it. So even just that, I shouldn't say just, it takes a lot of skill and a lot of investment, but that added service, man, I I bet that takes it, takes it over the top. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very neat. Well, can and, and, and I... just oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, just from the trend, I, I think too. Um, this is more just of a general trend. I think, um, like I said, uh, when I mentioned COVID before, ever since COVID hit, floral departments really took off, um, and obviously because there wasn't much else to do. So I think a lot of people started to get a green thumb. So there, there was a lot of do-it-yourselfers out there where they'd, you know, buy succulents and cactus and make a garden together, like at, at home. And I think a lot of them have have kept that green thumb, right? So so that's why the the trend just continues to grow and grow. So a lot of a lot of that uh, and a lot of the yeah the, a lot of the do it yourself stuff has really grown over the last two or three years. Very neat. Mm-hmm. Well, and I almost let you go without asking about Valentine's Day after I mentioned oh. Valentine's Day <laughs> at the very beginning. 
And when oh. we were, yeah, and when we were getting ready for this conversation, you said, "Well, planning for the next year begins on February 15th." <laughs> so, tell me a little bit about the Valentine's Day planning uh, process for you guys. So, Valentine's um Valentine's is obviously a huge holiday for for floral obviously, right? So, so for us and it, it's typically the the second busiest week of the year next to Mother's Day. And and really it's not even a week, it's really compressed into 3 days wow. overall. Um but I mean, in that in that one week or, or three days, the department really does about three or say four hundred to five hundred times what it normally does in that one week, right? So, so I mean, if if you actually think about that, or or even think about it in produce terms, if you're going to do four to five hundred times what you normally do, but you still have the same space, yeah. <laughs> your space is bigger, you really got a plan, right? So I mean, I mean, coupled with that, um, it represents about twelve to fifteen percent of the overall yearly sales for that those three days or, or a week. Wow. And some some of our Fortino stores, anyway, it could be up to twenty percent of overall store sales for that oh week. Right? So so it's a huge event. Um, and with that planning, I mean, there's two two sides of it. Obviously, the store operational side is is huge from a planning point of view. Um, and then then the office side for us planning on what what items and price points and working negotiating the costing and all that. Um, but from the store aspect, um, they they do have to plan quite a bit from the, the traffic flow because we get so busy for those three days, right? So like I said, every Every department has that one cash register, but we usually operate three cash registers for those those three days, right? So we have we have a roaming one where we, we move into you know an open spot, and they all have wrap stations with them too. So it's not just a cash register; you have someone wrapping wrapping your flowers for you. And then we dedicate one of the regular grocery tills as a as a floral only. So we have three tills going for those three days at all given times to expedite the process and, and, and you know get the customer in and out and, and make them happy in as quick as time as possible. So they all have to plan for that. They they plan for, um, and then they usually, usually the fresh ASM for the store directs traffic for those three days. So they're always pointing to the customers. Oh, come over here, ma'am. You know, here's, here's a till over here. Or I should say man, because in this case, you know, probably about 80, 80% of our customers are men for those three days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's the store piece. And then they really have to plan out the, the scheduling aspect and the labor, right? Because for those three days where you're so busy and you don't have any more space, a lot of stuff has to be done ahead, right? So we, we do a lot of volume on, on store made um, boxed uh, 60 centimeter dozen roses. So you have to box them all together. So a lot of it, a lot of the times we'll have to put together, you know, two or three person night crews to, to get ready for those days, right? Just, just to be ahead to, to be able to service that rush. And then when I, when I mentioned February 15th, (laughs) that's, that's really more the office side of planning when, um, but a week later, we have our, our postmortem, you know, by store, by market, by item. Um, and then we really have to have our, our high level booking numbers in for next year, basically by the end of the next month, just from a high level point of view, right? Um, so that's really why it starts, starts so early. <laughs> that's remarkable. Straight, man, if, if, that's, if that's not a, uh, an example of how fast produce and, and floral as well moves, I don't know what is. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, as you can see, I mean, floral and produce mirror each other a lot and they have very, a lot of similarities, right? a lot of similarities. Yeah. Yeah. Did you find, well, I know you mentioned, you know, floral was, was under your purview, you know, early on in, in, a, in your individual store in your early days as a produce manager, what's been kind of your, your learning curve and, and experience, you know, getting more involved in that department? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a huge learning curve learning floral because I mean, produce has been my back- background for the longest time, and I mean, floral is really over the last 
say five to 10 years where I've really got to, 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 to grow and really learn about all the, the diversity of the floral department, right? I mean, early on in my career, like we were talking earlier, pink polka dots and then, uh, you know, four, four inch mums and, and that was the floral department. But now, I mean, like I said, mimosas from Italy at International Women's Day, it's a totally different ballgame. So, so learning that was a huge learning curve. So a lot of, um, a lot of time spent researching and a lot of time from, from the store network uh, with, with having them school me on a lot of things, right? So, so they actually, there's really, anytime I go into a floral department at, at one of our stores there, I'm always learning not just one thing, probably two or, th- two or three new things every time, right? Just because just there's, like I said, the, the floral managers are such a wealth of knowledge. Um, I'm, I'm very, very, very proud of, proud of them all. Right. That's amazing. Well, there's definitely future floral conversations here, Kevin. <laughs> I think we could go on about this for a while. I, I know we're at time, but, uh, I'll, I'll ask you my, my typical closing question, anything that I should be asking that I'm not, or anything else you want to add before we wrap it up? No, I think, I think we covered quite a bit there. <laughs> <laughs> I think so too. Yeah, I think we're good. <laughs> Super. Well, thank you so much, Kevin, for taking the time coming back on the podcast. And we'll thank our listeners as well. I always tell folks, if you're learning from or otherwise enjoying the podcast, please do rate and review. That helps me keep it going. Keep bringing back folks like Kevin um, that we can all learn so much from. So thank you all again. And we'll see everybody back next week on the Produce Retail Podcast.